Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win it. We all have days where we step right in it. Here's my own mistake. Welcome to My Own Mistake, a podcast about mistakes people make shared by the people who made them. Here are your hosts, Stacey Kimball and Christy Spatterford. Hey, Christy. Hi, Stacey. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> and you? <laughs> oh, I, I'm very good. Very t- tired. You, you're tired because it's summer and you have three kids and yeah. you've been trying been to entertain them. But oh, what was the old sh- uh, commercial for, what was it, ShopCo? It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's almost happening. It's almost back. School's <laughs> almost back in. Well, the thing is, and I love summer. I actually really do. But it's just, I think the kids are kind of ready to get back into their routine, too. And, you know, it's it's... The seasons are good. The changes and the they are all of that. And so we're you we're know. all ready for fall. I think I'm well, ready for the hot weather to go away. Yeah, that's that's the bigger there. thing, actually. Exactly. The hot weather. Hey, so. we have a bang up guest today. A bang up guest. Wow. <gasps> Ooh, oh, there he is. Bang up. There he is. <laughs> the, the dulcet tones of Mr. Andrew Morrison. Oh, Yay. Thank you. Now, now yes. I have to do the, the the rest of the interview in in this baritone. <laughs> you could only have about a four-note range. Yeah, right. just, those. <laughs> just to keep up with hype. <laughs> exactly. No worries at all. I'm not worried. Andrew, are you? You're in uh, Georgia. Is that yes, correct? Yes, I am. I am in Georgia. I love it here. Is it been? Is it been like hot there too? Oh, like, dude, this not, has been not... the hot. Well, I mean, even globally, July Fourth was the hottest day in history this mm-hmm. year. And really? So, yeah, no, it, like globally it's been really hot, but yeah, it's stayed consistently around 90 degrees, which we're in a very humid state, so it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's been getting to us pretty bad. Well, I guess it's everywhere. We had 30 day 31 days of temperatures over 110 here in Phoenix. So, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. A bit toast, but it's a dry heat. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, we met uh, at One Voice Conference in Dallas. Yes, I we met did. him two years ago. We sat together at dinner, at the awards dinner. And um, uh, Christy, I met that same year. Did I meet you then too? I guess we've yes. all kind of met mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes, that yeah. was. And um, this will probably air later, but we're all getting set to go to One Voice Conference in Dallas again this week. Yeah. And um, we have dinner. We are all going to the awards dinner. Yes, we are. Um, it's going to be fun. Andrew is nominated for. Best male Best. character performance. There you go. That Yay. is going to be so exciting. Congratulations. I'm so excited. It's just an honor to be nominated. I know everybody it says is. that and it just kind of sounds it like is. it's like, oh, I'm being so humble. But it really is. It's just super exciting seeing your name mm-hmm. on that board, whether you win or not. Somebody heard something and it resonated with them. And that is in itself is, is really, really cool. Exactly. Somebody exactly. heard mine and went, eh. <laughs> Oh, shush. <laughs> oh, shush. <laughs> That is not true. Why you is know she it. wasting our time? Yes. They probably listened to yours before they had their coffee in the morning. That's, That's what it right. Was. That's right. We'll talk it up to no coffee. It happens to the best of us. You know us. what? I'm going to think of that in life now, like anything that doesn't go the way oh, I Oh, yeah. Like you to. sent an email, a marketing yet. email. It never got responded. Eh, they probably read it before their coffee. Another coffee. <laughs> I think that's a good way to look at life. And in fact, you're right, Christy. Mm-hmm. Why we're here today is <laughs> to find out Mr. Andrew Morrison's own, own mistake. mistake. So yes. we are going to drop... The Dome of Disclosure. Bum, bum, bum. Well, my biggest mistake in the voiceover industry was getting into it too early. And I'm talking about going full-time too early. 
because I mean, I started, I saw this advertisement. It said, get a job as a voice actor. And I was like, I'd love to get a job as a voice actor. Thinking <laughs> that it was like a job. And so like I, I filled out this thing on this website that people are familiar with, but it's like the Voldemort of the industry. So I shouldn't say it, but um, I was filling it out and I was like, okay, uh, demos. I don't know what that is. Um, okay. Resume none. And then it was like $500. And I was like, I don't have $500 right now. So I just went and like researched as much as I could about the voiceover industry. And so like when I first started working, I went and bought a microphone and I was super unprepared. Like I have no idea. I had no idea how to work a cardioid mic because most of the microphones that I had seen on like television or like people singing into, they were all condensers. So with them being shaped that way, I thought you spoke into the top of them somehow got hired to do multiple video games off mic the entire time. And when I was recording for Fallout 4, the director actually told me, hey, man, try talking into, like, this side. I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. (laughs) (laughs) But but so at the time, I was working for, like, a startup app for restaurants. It was kind of like DoorDash or Uber Eats, but, like, they wanted to seem like the local guy. So they Mm -hmm. had a person in market, moi, who would, like, set them up and like do menu changes and stuff, which was like really cool. Cause I got to look at my calendar and I would like be like, okay, I need to set up tablets and restaurants on this day. And then I could go home and do admin stuff from my booth. And I could kind of jump between VO and corporate world. Mm -hmm. And then they started outsourcing things. So they kind of let my position go, but then they offered me a different title for $12 an hour doing essentially the same job and like healthcare and crap. So, I mean, I took it, I don't know. I have bills and the service industry turns you into somewhat of a masochist. And so one, <laughs> one day I said, I'm making more money from VO than I am from my other gig. And like, of course, like this money is going to be forever. Like these clients like are hiring me every month. So like, of course I'm always going to make this much money. And so I said, you know what? I quit. And, like, I actually, like, that resignation letter that I drafted will probably be known as my masterpiece upon my death. Like, I was so fed up with this company (laughs) that, like, I hid, like, little notes in it. Like, the first paragraph started with, like, for the remainder of my time here. And second paragraph, under the changes of company structure and then concerning future training. So, F-U-C, it goes on. Um, but, But... so that following brilliant thank you brilliant i can send it to you later if you want um, oh please do but so that following week actually i went to the first one voice conference here in the u.s and i had a blast and then i went home and i had all this energy and i was like yeah i'm gonna go book a bunch of voice work with all this new stuff i learned and then everything dried up like i mean i was still marketing like crazy i was still auditioning and like it was just a super slow month and like two of the biggest invoices that I had for that month went unpaid for like a really long time. They were super late. And so I was like, I'm late on my bills. I just quit my job to do voiceover full time. I didn't create any kind of nest egg because I just thought, oh, I'm I'm set because of my voiceover work. And so Mm -hmm. I ended up having to go apply to work as um, a customer service agent for an insurance company because my aspirations to be the fourth Jonas brother didn't work out. I called their manager. They they said they were full. So, Man, life just isn't fair. He hadn't had his coffee yet. Right. He hadn't had his coffee. No coffee. (laughs) And I mean, though I was still in like a work from home spot and I could like continue to audition, financially I was having like my own little personal recession. And so like Mm -hmm. my 
own mistake was like not making sure I was prepared before leaping into this, this thing full time, which was really hard headed because I was continuously hearing coaches and people say, you can't do this for the money. And I mean, there are clients that we do take on for the money, but I mean, also mm-hmm. you do really need to love your craft and like reflect that when you record and when you're a few hundred dollars short on rent so you're pumping out auditions like a conveyor belt then you start to lose that connection to the work that gets you booked Mm -hmm. and i mean you know and also if you start working a job that requires you to talk all day then your auditions start to sound like you have a throat made of iguana leather after the end of it but um but yeah like having your own ducks in a row and having your life organized is like a lot it's a lot easier to be prepared when those opportunities happened. Mm-hmm. If if you were uh, <clears throat> older, Andrew, mm-hmm. talking to young Andrew now, mm-hmm. how would you have approached it differently? What would you do? What would you do differently now? Well, I'd probably tell myself to be born into a wealthy family first. <laughs> um, <laughs> Excellent advice. No, I would Good just advice. I would just tell myself to be a little bit more patient. You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to have more time to do more voiceover auditions and do more of the long form work I was doing and more video games. I I had the drive to do both, but I wanted all of the drive that I had to go to voiceover because any other job that I had, I just looked at it as a dead end, Mm. you know? And so Mm. like, I just wanted to throw everything into the thing that I was actually passionate about. But I would have told myself, coming from the most impatient guy on the planet, be patient, man. But um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I would have told myself to be a little bit more patient and make sure you're prepared and make sure you have at least like, two months worth of bills dished out because there are going to be be incidences where like Murphy's law is going to kick in and it's not going to work out exactly as you need it to. And you kind of, you've got kids, man. You got to be prepared for that. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. just, just be a little more patient. I mean, the voiceover industry isn't going anywhere. And I mean, right. you can still work another job and put in your voiceover auditions and do the things that make this work. There's no... I guess I felt like the, I was just around so many people that were established in the industry because I like to make friends quick and I like to make connections yeah. with people. And so I was hearing, oh, yeah, I'm over here in my making $250,000 a year driving a Mercedes around L.A. And I'm like, I want to <laughs> do that. I want to do that now. And so, like, I didn't, I didn't build the foundation that was necessary for it. And so it had a lot of cracks in it. So I would have told, my, told myself, hey, like, Build out your playing field first and then build on top of that. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that you would have done uh, in your playing field? What's the first thing you would have put out there in your playing field? Would you have um, looked at more pay-to-plays, uh, done demos right away, found coaching classes? Well, well I, had already, um, I had already had a demo produced at that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I would have... I probably would have learned a lot more about organized my marketing a lot better Mm -hmm. because I found a lot of success from direct marketing because I mean, that gives you an opportunity to make connections with people directly and Mm -hmm. pay to plays are amazing because it's a place already full of buyers that are looking for, um, for talent, but they're also bigger pools. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so especially when, you, when you're still green between the ears, like there, people sometimes hear that. And so with direct marketing and, and getting that as organized as humanly possible, instead of being in a pool of 1,000 or 2,000, you're in a pool of maybe five people that have emailed, emailed them. Mm-hmm. Right. Who so, do you direct market to? 
Um, who do you feel is your for for what you like to do best? Which I'm assuming is animation, games, commercial. Well, well I do I, I do a, a fair mix of things. I um I've recently just cut an um an automotive demo, and so I've been working on automotive. But oh. I wouldn't say that's my like I said. I just slid into that part of the industry, so I wouldn't necessarily say that's my expertise quite yet. Mm-hmm. But um but advertising agencies like little local commercials and stuff like that, or video game companies that are starting up. Especially mm-hmm. because instead of having to go through casting directors and like all these like large people that were where they have like a structure set with like a triple A video game, a lot of indie video games they still pay per really good rates, and it's just maybe five people managing the team, and so there's a nice. lot less miscommunication. And it's a lot easier to reach out to them, and so I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of direct marketing in the video game industry, and it's been panning out really really well. That's Excellent. fantastic. Very good advice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking about you talking about quitting your day job, and mm-hmm. I think of my younger self, I was a, a, an aspiring singer-songwriter, so I t- had a ton of temp jobs for years. I was a full-time temp and then sang at night. Now, as a, <clears throat> an older person, I look back on those years, and it is like a crazy, rich... Um, I Every character I voice, even if it's just an audition, mm-hmm. I know from my years of temping. Because I worked in every industry. I met every kind of person. I worked in every neighborhood in New York City. I did everything. And I can look at almost any script and go, I know exactly who that is. And it's because of my temping years. Oh, dude, job hopping over the years is lent to so much. Because, like, you can think of, like, old employees, employers, or old coworkers. Like, would you tell your younger self, you know, at least use this experience. You know, you'll oh. you'll get something out of this. Oh, I was lucky enough to um, have learned to use that from the get-go. Like, I really Good. like people watching. Even when I'm driving, yes. like, the me person too. in front of me, I'll create, like, a little story. Oh, they're probably driving this truck so they can go deliver to, like, their wife and three kids. But wait, no, maybe they're in the middle of a divorce right now. And so mm-hmm. he's actually going <clears throat> to go, like, try to go invest in, like, some scam because he thinks thinks it'll it'll um, help his family like over the next three years with this investment but little does he know that his wife is cheating on him and like like I, I love watching people and like their mannerisms and like trying mm-hmm. to take little bits that I can get from them and kind of create a full story out of it I think that's probably the key of of being a good actor I, th- I believe mm-hmm. is I think you have taking to be curious. what you've learned mm-hmm. yeah, you, oh, yeah you really do yeah in fact somebody today on LinkedIn I think it was was had a, a post about um, it's okay for kids to be bored. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just let them be bored. Just say, well, go find something. To, to fig- you, you, you figure it out. And Because uh, we always try and find things for our kids to do, but it's okay for them to be bored. And I, I said, I remember as a child, my mother saying, only boring people are bored, and you don't want to be a bore. Well, you got to learn the difference between being bored and learning how to self-reflect. Like there is that moment, like when when, us, when we're initially doing something like, oh man, I feel like I should have had, man, I'm kind of bored right now. But after a while, there are moments when you're not doing anything where it's productive because you're, you're sitting there and you're reflecting on yourself or you're learning Mm -hmm. new things or Mm -hmm. you're almost like a sense of meditation. And so I feel like when kids don't have quote unquote anything to do, it helps them to gain more, more of like those, um, like the creative those, juices. Yeah, exactly. Those creative juices mm-hmm. and like learning how to like l- letting whatever they did during the day or any interactions they had, letting that marinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. It's a really good, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, Andrew, mm-hmm. do you have a business plan now? 
Or uh, are you a more planned out than you once were? Oh, I am much more planned out than I once were. I have a couple of organization things that I'm still trying to implement. Like um, I'm working on adding, um, there's a, a software called Trello that I've been working mm-hmm. on trying to implement. So um, basically it's, um, it's like an, an online organization board. So that way I can go, okay, here's all the jobs that I have. Here's when they were completed. Here's when invoices were sent out. Here's when they need paid so I can keep better track of that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm. honestly, I mean, it took a couple of months of 10 hour days, but mm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm really organized in my business. I, I need to do some SEO work on my website. That's probably going to be one of mm-hmm. my next moves is updating that because it's got old stuff on it and I haven't put any of the new mm-hmm. spots that I've recorded on there. And, and I'm working on some, um, some, uh, a, a marketing plan for my, for my podcast. Yeah. Your which podcast, is called which is the, called the voiceover coffee shop yay the voiceover can it be found wherever you find your podcast it certainly can excellent excellent and, and on youtube and I, on I, youtube I, I like to have a video version of it so that way people can see the the face behind the voice yeah I enjoy yeah, that. Christy and I, are, we tried that. <laughs> <clears throat> Somebody couldn't remember to hit the record button very much. I think oh, we dude. tried it too oh. early. I think we need to I made that, implement it. I made that mistake when I was interviewing Mark Scott because we were sitting there and we're going through the interview and I'm just so engaged because I've always followed his marketing stuff and I was yeah, just so engaged sure. in everything he was saying. And so I was like, hey, um... I just I I forgot to hit record. So do you? Uh, my, he's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, so how do you take your coffee? And he's like, in the like you can hear in the beginning of the interview where he's like, in the form of a Dr Pepper. Like, <laughs> but 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 we swung back into it and it was great. But no, I have I have done that. <laughs> Well, we were we did them and we were using them for you know promo purposes and whatnot. No, well, it was um, you guys don't do a video version. There is a program that creates shorts for you if you mm-hmm. have a video oh. version. It's called Opus Clip, and so that's what I've been using recently. The only awesome. trouble I've had with it is um, was when Sam Quasman and I were t- talking about Mel Blank. Um, it went um, it subtitled it as Mel Blake. Mm. But that, ah. that's the only that's the only problem I've had with it thus far. It's nice. been a great. Oh, we'll have to look at that. We'll have to yeah. look at that. But yeah, that's for video clips. We will, um, of course, have show notes in the uh, in our uh, podcast page. Awesome sauce with your Which, name, and so any anything you want to send us like that, and any, your podcast, oh, and your podcast, all of that. Oh, thank you we so will, much. And we oh. have to do jazz hands when we say show yes. notes. Show, show notes. notes. There show you notes. go. Show notes. Thank you. Oh, okay, Those were good Thank jazz hands. Thank you. Good. Yeah, I can I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a jazzy individual myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, thank you so much yes. for being here today. Excellent advice in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. it's been a blast, guys. For and I can't wait to see you in a couple days. I know. I know. I'm we're excited. very excited. And uh, good luck on Saturday night. Yes, we'll be cheering thank for you. you as well. Yeah, thank, thank, you, thank you. you. Thank you. It'll be just fun to see everybody in their fancy dress. Yeah. (laughs) Christy, we'll see you soon. Yes, I'll see you in a few days. Andrew, I'll see you in a few days. (laughs) Thanks for listening to My Own Mistake with Christy Spadafore and Stacey Kimball. I'm Vince Yuri, and I hope that you'll join us next time to hear more stories about more mistakes. (laughs) 